catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Estopin All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vamos Marauders podcast. My name is Benton. And I'm Zach. We finally got a match to talk about, a match that we saw in person. Season's here. The season is here, yes. And I have been so excited for this. And there were just so many little moments throughout the weekend that have made me very excited and and reminded me of why I've anxiously awaited the return of the season. Nothing like a March blizzard to indicate the arrival of the soccer season. (laughs) Yes, that was not on my, uh, on the favorite part of my list of things to happen that cold, cold weather, but. uh, Also disappointing that I feel like if we're going to get the snow, I would, I wish it would have happened day of the game. So we could have at least had a proper snow game. Cause I feel like we got the worst of both worlds. It was, it was freezing. And also we didn't get like a pretty snow game. At, at least we'd, uh, you know, it was this. We could sit dry in the stands, so I'm, I'm appreciative of that element. Well, dry on the sideline where we sit is pretty, is pretty slushy over in the sports section. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, that it got cleared out by the time fans were coming in, because yeah, like like you kind of alluded to when we were when we were helping with the setup, it's still a little, little slushy and icy there. I mean, there's only so much you can do because it's it's metal stands just floating in the air. So like that, I don't even think with salt, you can get that to yeah. stay liquid. Like that's, that's going to freeze. It's so cold up there. Yeah. I would have thought the sun might've helped a little more with that situation over the course of the day. Cause you know, that is the sun end after all. But yeah. I'm not aware of anybody getting hurt. So I think it was good. That's good. Fingers crossed. So, so there are no talk- seats there. So they weren't sitting in it. Yeah. Right. So, so we're not going to quite talk about the match yet because there's a lot of stuff surrounding the match that we want to cover. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on. So first first thing, game of the season, lots of big stuff surrounding the game. Yeah, absolutely. One of the uh, first leading up to it was that we had a march to the match, which is a first lot. First march fun. from the new location, right? Yes. Yeah, a yeah. little revised route, one that's much closer, leaving from the Gold Lot tailgate area, which I know a lot of people liked because there are a lot of people who went to tailgate in that parking lot and participate in the march. And it was a little, felt a little more natural, felt like it worked. And even despite the adverse weather, I thought it was a pretty good showing. Yeah. All the way from 10, 20 last year is quite the march. That's like, that's a trek to the match at that point. Yeah. We want it to work out, but I think just in the long run, just it did. And I think ultimately this gold lot departure areas is much better, works a little more naturally. And I'm excited to see what the turnout's going to be when, when the weather isn't, 18 degrees or whatever it was Ooh, i think it was, i saw 16 degree wind chill it felt every degree of it yeah it was terrible but uh at the tailgate somebody had some like massive heater units a shout out to whoever brought that that was clutch yeah i think it was massive anyway so um great march a lot of smokes a lot of drums a lot of flag waving and and again i'm i'm happy that the new setup and arrangement for that worked out and very excited to see uh see how big we can get these marches yeah, when yeah, proper when, spring arrives. When they originally announced that, I was worried that it was too close to the stadium because it's just across the street. But mm-hmm. I did like that they they marched around the outside of the stadium to the open end and then came in there, which sort of yeah. made it more of a, a yeah a better yeah. length of march. Yeah, we worked at the, the club on that. That was our entry point from from last time as well. But that allows yeah. you know 
gives us a little bit more route and gets us kind of marching through the stadium as yeah. well because fans kind of like to see that stuff and if it's uh, yeah, it's no know, fun to come in on the end directly behind the seats you want yeah, you want came in right where we want the march to go around the concourse yeah people wouldn't have really got to see it except for those who happen to be driving by at that moment so yeah. so it's fun i'm glad that worked out pretty well um for everybody so i'm happy with that and again excited for the future of it and uh we also had something else special happen in the match something that you were heavily involved in so stuff that I was involved in. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh as I alluded to last week, we had our first TIFO of the year. Who doesn't love a good old TIFO? And this one was this one was really good. I was I was I, you know, I'll, I'll admit I was when I saw the design, I was pessimistic about it. Not because of the design itself, but because of the level of detail. I'm like, boy, that's that's gonna be a lot, but you uh <laughs> you certainly proved me wrong and I'm very happy about that. It turned out fantastic. Yeah, we got we have a very we have a good crew this year. And so I feel, I feel very confident that whatever ideas get submitted, we will be able to execute this year. I think, I think the, like anything people can think up, I think we'll be able to, to pull off, which is a good, a good feeling to have going into the season. Yeah. That's exciting. And it seems like in the lead up to it, you guys got a, a good bit of support getting it together because it, yeah. it takes a village, these things. <laughs> So I'm glad oh, we didn't you- say what it was. I guess for anyone who who was late to the game and didn't catch it, we did a tribute to Brad. Was the very- president leaving the club? It was a good picture of him too that you guys had, had chosen. And again, that was the the, the actual image of him. Uh, we had to get the purple concerned. coat in there. Oh yeah. yeah, that was a must. Yeah, I know that was kind of the, the starting point for the brainstorming of what to do with the purple coat itself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we had originally talked about doing just the coat, but then um, uh, David, who, if anyone remembers, he is the one who did the fake uh, Louisville City crests uh, trademark from way back in the... (laughs) Rainbow Gnome is that, his Twitter handle. Yeah, uh, he he put together the actual, like, final design, and... And he did such a good job that we're like, this This is better than just the coat. We'll go with that one. Yeah. I'm glad you guys did the route you did. It looked really good. Yeah. So yeah was, with it. And I wanted to give a, a shout out. Uh, so John Harper is, is, the, is the guy who has in the past been in charge of getting the TIFO together. And like he officially had to retire from, from being in charge of TIFO this year but john was like super helpful in getting all of us up to speed and how everything goes and how to run it and he was he was still helping like with the actual pulling up of it uh at the game so yeah him big and shout katie out to been, john hopefully we can continue his legacy of awesome tifos yeah him and katie have been unsung heroes for that for for quite a while now yeah. and i'm sure it's been a they spent a lot of time and effort and energy putting into that so yeah. don't blame him for finally when it takes some time to step down, but they've, <laughs> they accomplished a lot. It doesn't pay and people have lives they have to get to. So do you only get so many years? Absolutely. Donating that much time to something. Yeah. He had a good, they had a good run. Yeah. He's not gone. He's just, yeah. Oh yeah. Still does that capo ink stuff. He has now has a podcast. The, oh, it's, I guess it's more of like a, a video podcast. On video YouTube. street live stream. Yeah. 24 hour yeah, show. Uh, purple people. So be sure to um, check it out. Tune in on YouTube. Really good production quality on that. Yep. Sundays, I believe, is when yep. they do it live. Yeah. Yep. Let's go check it out. We got such, uh, and that's a that's a cool thing. Like we got such a great. I'm curious to see community. if any of the three of them actually have voices today. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but post match, like Danny could hardly talk. So he must have been yelling a lot because I heard I saw <laughs> so, recording yeah, of him talking pre match, and he was fine. Sundays but then afterwards, doing the live podcast on Sundays might. My- might not work out super well as much as the three of them yell yeah yeah so but um but yeah make sure you go check out their work we already mentioned it finger and toe check you still got them all yeah that, yeah i got i got a warm-up with the super bowl because i was downtown cincinnati but didn't make it that much easier yeah that's like this was the first game i uh i finally got i finally got some game shoes i got some purple chucks I noticed for, this look good to go to the games. And that was, that's probably the worst possible weather to debut the, 
the chucks in because <laughs> they they're not a lot of insulation in those. So yeah. like I have pretty good gloves. My hands were fine, but um thank thankfully, like shout out to my wife Lori, who's a better planner than me, got to got foot warmers. So I spent the second half of the game with like foot warmers shoved in my shoes. That's that was yeah. I went to my local like CVS or Walgreens or whatever, looking for, for some hand warmers and stuff, but they were sold out. So, like, oh, so I had, to, oh, we had extras. I, had to yeah. it I wish I would have known. Yeah, I'm fine. But, yeah, I, I, I layered up. It's just mainly my appendages that were the most cold. Yeah. And I believe they announced that the, the Estopinal ends sold out for that yep. game. Like they, it's like, even with all of the bad, um, even with the forecast and everything it's pretty, pretty big deal to sell out the supporters section so i know this doesn't help our our audio podcast listeners but i took a picture kind of near the beginning of the match and the stop the line was basically two-thirds full yeah when things well, started, and like, which is excellent especially considering it's like 18 degrees there's so much concourse and there's such a good view from the concourse that like at any given time a big chunk of that section are actually watching from from the concourse so mm-hmm. I, I think like it's definitely just looking at that section is never like a great indication of how many tickets have, have sold or how many people are there. Cause yeah, yeah that, like I think it's a good thing about the design, but it, it is like, because you have such good viewing angle from the concourse and it's standing, it's a standing section anyway. Like a lot of people get those tickets and then just watch from other places in the stadium. So yeah. Yeah. That, but I happen to take it kind of early on where it seems like most of the people yeah, we had, were there. We had the TFO about two thirds of the way up and it was full all the way up to the TFO. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all with the weather, like I'm pretty thrilled with the, with the attendance. I think they announced like uh, 8,300, 400, something like that. Yeah, um, pretty huge it, for, yeah. I mean, I mean, even the November games have not gotten quite that cold. That yeah. that's, that's one of the colder games we've had just as like uh, wind chill. Yeah. That wise. was my, that was my biggest fear. I mean, I knew all the hardcore people, they're going to pretty much show up no matter what. Yeah, but it was more these casual fans. Like, you know, were they going to show up for the match? And I think yeah. a, it's still a good number did. I saw well, a and, number of tweets of people saying like it was like their first match. Yeah, so it was I saw cool. like I think that left an impression on the new players too because I saw Dia tweeted about like how impressed he was with how many people were there given the yeah. weather. Yeah, and here's the thing that made me mad about the most mad about the weather. Like, if it was ca- kind of consistently cool. I would have been like, okay, it's that time of year. It just but sucks the prior weekend before, it, was it was so nice. <laughs> it was perfect. Even if we today, just played it on Friday or on, on Thursday. Even today, Sunday, like it was it's much nicer out. Yeah. It was just, just the, for the, the game. One day. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Whatever. We'll have better weather in the future. <laughs> it was is an excuse to cuddle the whole game, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was I was layered up and I had a few beers, so like I I mean, oh, we forgot to mention the biggest thing about the game, which is your your friendly neighborhood podcast host got a shout out on the Jumbotron. Uh, yeah, was that pregame? It's pregame, yeah, right? It was pregame. I got to yeah, walk got, out to, the, to field. the field and awkwardly wave at the camera for like a long amount of time. <laughs> it was, it was a minute. That's all I was waving at first. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to mix the peace sign in there. I'm like, disappointed <laughs> I didn't see a single Wu-Tang symbol. Oh man, I wasn't thinking. I was panicking. Do you, do you know how, how stoked Paolo would have been if you if you threw up woo? Yeah. Woo tang. Woo tang. We could have won that game three to nothing. I yeah, Paolo knows who I am now because I gave him that Wu Tang shirt, the false city. Because when I was walking the match, I was there or when I was walking to the stadium when I first parked, he was pulling up and he saw him and he gave me that nod, like, hey, you're the guy that gave me that Wu Tang shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun but yeah no i panicked i should have done something fun like that but yeah my the only thing i could think of like instead of just waving and mix it up i'm like i'll use both hands and i'll do the peace sign and i don't know the pictures i thought turned out fun i was happy with them my family was pretty excited about it i'm glad that you had the bucket hat on you you kept your look (laughs) oh i was gonna wear i was gonna wear like an actual winter hat for the game but then when i found out that i was chosen to be the inaugural season i gotta have it on (laughs) that's literally what i did i'm like well it looks like more (laughs) the bucket hat so i think you i got a brand you had the bucket hat on over like a uh yeah i did like a winter uh head head 
head wrap, yeah, my little thing. like face mask like yeah. thing. Yeah, I pulled, I put that on like because my ears were kind of getting real cold. So I, my originally was planning to go without that and just the bucket hat. I'm like, nah, I need to need to not get my ears frostbitten. So that was the strategy behind my address and my approach to waving at the camera for a solid minute, which is a long yeah. time when you're just waving. <laughs> but now it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't get to complaints, which yeah. is I was pretty disappointed that uh, man, still no veggie burgers or nothing like. Like we got all those food hey, stands. You got around. your beef jerky. And we did get jerky. I <laughs> guess I can buy jerky separate and put it on nachos myself. But like even Slugger had veggie burgers. Like uh, yeah, I'm I still a little used, I thought they used the that. same vendor. I thought it's the same <sighs> vendor service between the two. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just making so, stuff up. I just I got my goal is to get a prominent enough place in the Louisville City uh, online complex that that i can complain about the food and gets get some vegetarian options added how, how many there's Twitter's... the one place that has vegetarian bratwursts and it's always closed how many twitter <laughs> followers is that you at we need the i, I need that we need to understand what you're working with and like what you need to get at not enough not enough i still think i follow more people than than am followed by which is is my mark for <laughs> i'm a no one all right when you get when you get twitter verified i think they'll listen to you yeah uh, it, Zach, a blue at check the mark. very least at the very least because several stands sell bratwurst but only one specific stand has the vegetarian ones at the very least can we add the vegetarian bratwurst to one of the stands that's actually open yeah i mean i know nothing about the consumption of food different food consumption levels at the stadium but you think like that like they're not like flying off the shelves and that maybe they could put a few more at like another stand kind of spread the love a little yeah. bit for you who knows? Yeah. It's, anyway, gotta get that complaint in. Also, I mean, this doesn't really affect me at all. Apparently, people thought the beer was pretty expensive. Um, I did. I did see there was actually some back and forth about that. So, well, I'm yeah, well. I'm going to take more of a neutral stance on this one. I will say that they were no, they were bigger beers. I did notice that right away. They were larger. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's like big old twenty four thing, like huge, huge ass guy. Which I, I get it. Like if you're not trying to like guzzle beer. That might be kind of problematic. It's like, look, I just want to bury half the size at half the cost. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> if, yeah, that's, I mean, what the, that's what uh, I mean. That's what the will, tailgate's for. Pe- yeah. Yeah. Right. People will ultimately vote with their wallets and yeah, economics was, will do its thing. Right. But between uh, that and Twitter complaints, uh, change will happen probably. I'm trying to think if the other than I didn't really notice anything new that went on like the they still use the same goal celebration music as last year light show yeah pretty similar they get the post game purple which i think actually finally looked good on camera i don't know what they changed about the purple lights post game but like it actually showed up as purple instead of just being dark in pictures so that was yeah. nice huh. uh, yeah. um the only other change i noticed there is the one kind of bar in the corner like if you're staring at stopping along the one to the right it's now like the rabbit hole distillery yeah well and i noticed um one of the like like actual like stands not in the wall places is a taco place now instead of like whatever it was last year but it was it was closed so yeah we'll find out maybe when the weather's a little nicer how good the taco stand is yep yeah so. i didn't get to try any of the food this year yet so I had my yeah. usual hometown cheese pizza. Yeah, I like to. Um, I usually get like a pretzel or or the pizza is always a solid choice. I love yeah. that hometown stuff. Yeah, the hometown people are great. I think that just about covers all of the the things around the game. You wanna you wanna get into some actual X's nose? Do some talk about the new players and everything? Yeah, let's dive into it. All right, sounds good. Psst. You, yeah, you. Enjoying this podcast? Like sharing Louisville events and news with like-minded individuals? Love being a part of the Louisville community? This podcast is part of a first-of-its-kind podcast network at thestateoflouisville.com. With daily news and opinions, seven podcasts, webcasts, and more, the State of Louisville is your home for anything and everything Louisville. Check them out at stateoflouisville.com today. I was expecting 
some lineup changes this year, but I, I was not expecting them to come as quick. I, I thought we would see a fairly normal lineup, but we had a lot of new faces this game. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, you know, I kind of took a mental guess of what we might line up like and who would be in those spots, but I really didn't have like a ton of confidence. I knew that like a lot of the yeah. new players we brought in, well, I think were good once we found out Cam was injured, I would, I was sure that Wilson Harris was yeah. going to start, but was going to start. So that, that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, there were a few I was more confident than others, but like it was the not the back part, like, four that I was expecting at all. And they or, played great, so or <laughs> three, that's why I'm wrong. Or back three, depending on who you're talking to or I, assessing it as. I don't care what football says. They they played a back four. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about that. You, know, it, you could either call it a 3-4-3 three, three, or a 4-3-3. Because three, three. kind of looking at the game, I was kind of thinking that, too, that it might have been like a back four-ish. But I think it might have been sort of a fluid system. I mean, either way. It was a back four, but whenever one of the um, – Whenever one of the outside backs overlaps, the other one slides back to cover. Yeah. That, that's that's how they normally play a back four. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of how it was, you know, last season and stuff too. But yeah, I think we we mentioned preseason that Manny Perez was kind of our like question mark for how he was gonna how exactly he was gonna fit into the lineup, and it he definitely to my eyes was playing outside back. I, I think he's um, he was listed as a midfielder, but like he was. Yeah. He was playing. A, he had a lot of defensive responsibilities. He played sort of like like Jogo or Oscar would typically yeah. line up, and he, he did great. He had. A, he. I thought he had an incredibly good game. I was, I was super impressed from him. Yeah, I mean, he was one of those that going into things like he was probably one of the bigger question marks on the roster for me. And part of that, I think is because of his like Swiss army knife, like abilities to play in multiple positions, but yeah, he had a fantastic night and kind of thinking about it more in my write-up that I did, I probably didn't give him enough love on there. He, I mean, he had an excellent debut match. Like you could, I mean, ask a ton more. I was, I was, I was expecting this from him, but like Dia on the other side of the field, I think also had, had a very good night. I think, we were very solid on, on the outside. Yeah. He lived up to my, my expectations, which were, which were high for him. He 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 was, because I know we mentioned like, there is no replacing Jogo, but a thing that I think we got to see last night is Jogo was great last year, but it's nice to have like a solid experienced player back there. He made so many like high IQ Anytime there was like a troubling ball in the air, he always made the right decision and, yeah. and stopped every, everything before it started. So Dia, he kind of, in a way, and you know, maybe this will be proven right or wrong over time. He seems like he's going to be like Mr. Reliable. And that's kind of who, yeah. like I had Pat McMahon was kind of like that for, for me last season. Like you knew exactly what you're going to get from him on yeah. the pitch, like good or bad. I think that Dia, he's going to be reliable. Like he's think- going to be very consistent. He seems to be as reliable and consistent as McMahon, but also more athletic and able to get forward. Like yeah. that, yeah. He, he was a big pickup for the team. Yeah, and, like an, uh, and he like played an the way I expected him. No offense yeah. to him, but I mean, McMahon was on the tail end of his career. I don't even know if he landed anywhere for this. I, fingers crossed, man, because I love Pat. Oh, I do. Too. Yeah, uh, no. I hope he. Yeah. I hope he plays as long as he wants to. But. Um, and since we're talking about the back, Kyle Morton had a super solid game. Oh, we got our I money's worth for him. Yeah. <laughs> that one yeah. save alone. Really only had to make one big save, but came up huge in that one instance. Because oh, yeah. it pretty much Fantastic. the only pretty much the only thing Atlanta really had the whole game was they had one fast break where played a great through ball and got got someone one-on-one with Kyle Morton and, and Morton bottled it up, made Look, a great save. That's, that's the scary thing about this game. You can dominate a team like we did, but all it takes for them is one moment and they can, yeah. they could have, that scoreline could have been leveled or we could have been, you know, behind. It could have changed the game going forward. So yeah. he did what he needed to do. And yeah, I, that was a great save. I, I've been doing some reading this off season on just like soccer analytics and soccer theory and stuff. It something interesting about soccer is, we really focus on on like teams game plans and holding the ball and executing but on a pure when you look at pure like what plays what types of play are scored from the most actually like set plays where a team has the ball and runs their offense 
scores significantly lower than transition times. Like that the game is really won and lost in the breakdown from mm-hmm. like it's it's like order to disorder. Like yeah. Good teams uh, hold the ball and 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 execute and that actually scores way fewer than like a, a quick like we saw in that Atlanta like a really quick turnover and and take advantage of the chaos situation yeah it's it's one of those things I've heard the saying before it's like whoever whoever makes the the, the fewer mistakes wins yeah. and I feel like you have more opportunity for mistakes in these like fluid like run plays but when you're doing these like these set pieces not only is the attacking team kind of set up and running a play, but the defense kind of is doing the same thing as well. So but I, that makes I think sense. A super, like, it, like I said, holding Atlanta to that one opportunity, like that's, that's the only good chance they had the whole game. So yep. I think a stellar pretty, I mean, we don't know how good Atlanta is, so who knows, but that I, I think a solid defensive night for the team overall. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think, I think Atlanta had, yeah, like a half of an, 0.5 expected goals, which yes. is an extremely small total to hold a game. Uh, on the, yeah, on the defensive end, I think that they did exactly what they needed to clean sheet. Pretty I mean, much for shut context out about how good that is, of all of the games played on opening night, the only team that had fewer expected goals was Indianapolis. So that's Loudon. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's, if, yeah, so that's a big, big deal. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Uh, Red Bulls. Red Bulls also only had 0.4. But what's, I mean, what's the commonality with some of the oh, Red Bulls, a two team, Atlanta United, two, a two team, but it, you know, Indy losing to a two team in Loudoun United. <laughs> Not good, Bob. I got to get an Indy dig in there. I did. Good. I did notice their supporter group posted their, uh, um, their chalkboard standings uh, uh, for the season. And before any of the games were played, they, uh, Every team was in an alphabetical order except Indy, who was first on the board, and Louisville, who was very last, which I had to – I got to give a shout-out. That is, like – I respect that amount of petty. To to go ahead and put everyone else in alphabetical order is what got me. I, I, I loved it. What did the kids say? Rent-free? Is that the saying? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I can't wait to play them. That'll be fun. I, I mean – Man, I'd love to have a rivalry with them. They just got to start winning some more games against us first. <laughs> we're doing our end of we're do, yeah we're holding up our end of the bargain. We're I need at. I need a a good driving distance, fingers crossed, Amtrak future distance uh, rivalry game. I imagine we could talk for a while about our desire for some large scale public. Hey man, it's system. in the plan. I can see it. Like anyway. Um, yeah, eventually we'll take a train to away games at Indy. That'd be great. Now, um, shifted back to the actual uh, match at hand itself. We had a couple other debut performances, some of which off the bench. Um, first one that jumps to my mind is uh, Matiti Mushikalusa, who I thought was pretty much an instant impact sub. Yep. And um, I, we mentioned Wilson Harris starting at forward, but shows like, I think, how big of a deal it is to pick up two players in those positions who already played with each other last well, year. Cause that like that, that combination is like already there. They know each other. Like the, the, the play we scored on was a good example of like, those are two players you can tell have been playing with each other for a little while and know each other's tendencies. Cause just mm-hmm. a perfect like layoff from Matiti uh, to, to Harris for a for a good goal yeah but on that goal scoring sequence even before that it was Ray Serrano who subbed in the, the same time passed it to Matiti who dished it off to Wilson Harris all three new players yep excellent love the chemistry love that and, it's happening and definitely from the that first substitution at least it does look like Ray will be playing like attacking outside uh yeah that's with, I think so what we, that, largely think we were speculated they they had talked about that midseason, but that's that's how he checked in, and he did really well in that position. So mm-hmm. it looks like a solid, like a really good decision from Cruz, I think, to move yeah. him up there. Don't forget, he was my uh, my breakout player. Still holding to that, and also. and on the goal, like a pretty good example of like just hit it real hard and good things happen because <laughs> the keeper actually got a hand on that one, but Harris put so much stank on it that it just rolled in anyway. <laughs> now. The Atlanta keeper, we got to give him props. He had an outstanding game because yeah. before that actual goal itself, particularly that, in the first half, there were several like 
real good chances that didn't he quite had come to another, fruition. I think it was another Harris shot from, it was from a shallower angle that he deflected and just sort of rolled just past the back post out of bounds, but oh, just I not know. had the sec- same thing happen a second time a couple minutes that, later. That would, no, I think what you're talking about is Matiti's shot kind of close to the end of the Matiti, match. There we go. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah, he barely kept one. That was one of the high XG shots. And then, because um, that, that rolled had it earlier on. From my position, that looked like it rolled like a foot past the back post. It just oh, it was- about dribbled in almost the same same way it was close he did just enough on that but yeah, yeah. that and paulo's header kind of early on in the match those were two of the big bumps on the uh, little xg chart yeah yeah because i, I would say living goals it, um like props to the keeper because i i would say it was not a bad shooting night from louisville like they put him on target and had some and and really made the keeper work and just a couple of Good saves kept that from being like a two or three to nothing game. Yeah, that could have easily gotten out of hand. So yeah, again, yeah, I think credit credit where credit's due on that one. Yeah, it's I tweeted about this like after the game, but it's incredible. Like you swap the players out, but just like the gears keep on turning for Louisville City because that looks exactly like like on paper statistically is like exactly the sort of performance they always put up they had like two and a half xg only gave up 0.5 if you look at the heat map just like it's a bright red circle in atlanta's <laughs> box and just a completely empty like green box yep. on louisville city side like yeah that just they control they control the game they get a lot of shots yep. they do a good job of holding the other team to not a lot of good chances like it, e- even though the players change the story stays the same this was one of those weird situations where the ball possession was 50 50 split. But if you look at like where the passes weird. are occurring, yeah. like it was like two thirds of Atlanta's like possession was in their own half. So it was not quality possession. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a number skewed uh, a little bit in their favor. I mean, it was little city through and through it was their match. They were full in the driver's seat. They did pretty much ex- exactly what we would expect them to, except for, probably should have a few more goals and they were they were self-critical of that post-match yeah but they it was not yeah i I mean we talked about how many of those balls just dribbled past the back post just barely wide so it's not a situation where it was like they were missing by a large margin it was yeah yeah very very easily could have been a different scoreline uh for sure i think i take more good from that than bad oh yeah no 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 for sure yeah i'm I'm with you on that like the the complaints I have are minimal-ish. Uh, I guess it, the it, only thing I'll mention is, I mean, we mentioned how hard it is to create goals from, from like actual intentional, you you have the ball and are running against a, a defense that's already set. It seems like we did seem to default a little bit to like run, run OMB to the touchline and then play like a low cross on the ground. I think some of their, may got a little predictable for the, the defense to handle, but yeah. I, I don't know, man, they got a lot of good shots out of it. So I, I, it's hard to complain too much. One one thing to keep in mind is this is the first competitive match for, for yeah. this team. So I only expect for things to get better. If anything, there might be still a little bit of rust getting worked off here. I did want to mention, I thought Jorge had a good game. It looks like maybe he's going to be an important piece for the team this year, uh, because yeah. I noticed he started out on the, the wing up top across from Ombi. And then when we made the substitutions, Meshigalusa checked in. He he went to where Jorge had been playing and Jorge switched to like attacking midfielder. Um and I think had a had a good night in both positions, which yeah. which is impressive. So he looks he looks like he's gonna be sort of all over the field for us this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah I think they think very highly of him. Before we move on. I got a, I got a question. I'm, I'm very curious about your answer. We didn't talk about this pre-recording or anything. I want to know who is your man of the match. So I think there's a lot of answers you could easily go with, which is pretty awesome, it's, but I'm curious about yours. Yeah. They, like it's a tough one. I think, I mean, like Harris scored the goal. So that's always, who's going to win the poll. <laughs> yeah. I did. Just, just, I just, I just credit, I just credit yeah. the poll. Like no offense to the goal <laughs> score, but that's. Um, and like, I think he had a good night, but I also think, I think he's going to have a very good year because, like, he's got a good foot and he can shoot well. And on a team like Louisville City, 
he's going to have a lot of opportunities to score, but I think also he's the beneficiary, uh, the beneficiary of like really solid buildup play and play on the wings. So mm. like, um, I don't want to give the credit to him alone. Like, especially we mentioned the play he scored on, like it was a very good shot from him, but it was the result of like a good cross from the wing and a very good pass from Matiti. Looking at like, I think FOTMOB and SofaScore both have Manny Perez as the, the like highest rated player for the match. I think Mm -hmm. he played really well. I, um, but mentioned like Jorge playing two different spots on the field and playing well in both i think he was really involved in the build-up play in the attack man so i i think i'd go with perez he was the biggest surprise for me so i and i think he definitely overall i think had the best game for his position i think he played his position the best of anyone that's that's fair and i have i've no arguments against that one and i think a lot of people would agree with you um Uh, i i i personally i josh widener really impressed me i think he's grown I, yeah, by I was, I was about to mention him like yeah shout out to him getting the start yeah he was that was the one i was watching the most i'm like because i thought sean tosher's a lock and it was the other position's gonna be a toss-up but i mean we I, you know i haven't been at practice every day i haven't seen how these guys have grown and so it took me only maybe 15 or so minutes I'm like that's why josh is starting he yeah. i thought he had an outstanding I think a night. big improvement over last season like yeah. he definitely was like calm and collected and had his like I, he was very good last year, but you could see like the jitters there. He was kind of hyper on his feet, but he looked very comfortable and calm out there this game, which I think is some growth from last year. There's, there's a reason he's starting to get some, some looks for, from Europe. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how his season unfolds. He turned 17 yet. He's still 16. Gosh, he's, I think he's right on the fringe. Now you, That's insane. Now you got me wanting uh, to look it up. Well, and I wanted to mention some notable names that we have not discussed in the he game. Is, he is 16. He turned 17 in the beginning of May. Okay. Yeah. Insane. They have a 16 year old. Oh my play, God. I wish I didn't smart. I wish I didn't look at this. He was born in 2005. Like I remember that year. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Getting old sucks. <laughs> I was, I was, I was still in, I was a junior in high school that year. Yeah. I was a, I was uh, a sophomore. Yeah, crazy. Um, I don't know how much of this was just, you know, players playing well and earning spots. It, we never get a ton of injury news from Louisville City because unlike racing, it's not like a league mandate. So I think sometimes people get knocks and we never find out about them. But yeah. I I was, and unfortunately I couldn't actually look it up before we recorded, but I was trying to think of the, the last time Louisville City played a game where neither Oscar nor Tosh started, and that's that's got to be several years ago. Since because I mean Tosh, I think had just recently had two seasons in a row where he started every game. Yep. And before that, Oscar was our Iron Man starting every game. So that's we talked about charging of the guard this season, but like I think it's a big deal. Like we have not seen a line a starting lineup without either of the two of them by my count in in three to four years and for the team to come out and play as well as they did i think it's a big big like moment moving forward for the team it's a a weird to see that we're integrating new players and still keeping the the level of play as high as as it has been yep yeah i like to see the level level continue and yeah kind of speaking to to oscar for those might not known he was Spot it with a, a crutch. I asked about it post-match and I was told they had a little cleanup procedure and they didn't really expect them to be out very long. They were, the tone was, was much more optimistic than when I had asked about Cam. And Tosh when, checked in in the second half. So yeah, Tosh is, Tosh is fine. Tosh is healthy. If he has a knock, it doesn't appear to be a, a bad one. And yeah. that, it may have just been like, that was, yeah. I knew, uh, I knew Matichi was, West, yeah. One Matichi was, had been dealing, had been kind of struggling with a little bit of a, a little bit of a knock, but it didn't keep him out from the match because he yeah. did eventually get in. So uh, I think West had a really good game. We didn't mention him. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah again, he, I think he had we a gave Josh a lot of props, but I, I think if we're looking at actual play, I think West had the better game of the two overall. Like he's he is solid back there. His decision making is really good. Um, I, he, yeah, it had a couple situations where he had to like step out towards the sideline to a ball where it's like, 
if you don't get it, there's a hole behind you, and he like got the ball every time. Yep. So, man, we got so much good going for us. I'm excited about it. We didn't even talk about like players like Corbin Bone, who I thought had a good night too. We could just go out all night. <laughs> yeah, I mean Cor- Corbin, I think is super important to the build up play. Um, mm. Gibson, I, great vision. I, I, we both are so big on Gibson. He he played the whole game, played good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't I, think I'm anybody a- had a had a bad game yeah i don't think so either yeah. i mean the, the midfielders i feel like when they do their job well they kind of go unnoticed because when they do when they do things well it makes like the attackers like look well keeps the yeah. defenders quiet so so i don't know so again oh i'm always a big fan of the the midfielder guys i think they're kind of some of the unsung heroes see it, first game of the season who knows how good indy or blah, who knows how good Atlanta. See, they're in my head too. They got they wormed their way in with their, <laughs> with their tweets. Yeah, who knows how good Atlanta actually is this year? Because it's like they got like seven players actually on the roster. You never who's going to be week to week. Yeah. Sometimes th- those teams have really good seasons. Sometimes, yeah, they don't. There's no not a real rhyme or reason. But I, I mean, like, I always, I, like, I'm always good with a clean sheet to start yep. the year off. So. Yeah. I'm not I am ex- super happy with that performance. It definitely looks looks like we're going to have the year we've we're used to having. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think Indies or now me too. I don't think Atlanta is going <laughs> is going to be turning heads or anything. But we can't control who we're going to play. We just get they just got to go out there and and you know play the opponent that they're handed, and they did exactly that. So it'll say, be I, next week we'll get a little more of a test against yeah. a team we know is going to be solid great segue yeah we're gonna we're gonna face off against a an opponent we saw in the playoffs miami fc the home of speedy williams and uh are they our heel paco uh i don't know i kind of hate detroit a lot ah but that's a like a fun well i guess the heel is in a fun way i don't know miami seems like like bizarro louisville city they like yeah yeah they're like a good they they got some of our players they as a town i think they got a whole different vibe than us yeah it's just yeah yeah i I, yeah i can see that i can see that that becoming a thing if as we play them more yeah miami will be more interesting matchup i think it'll be more competitive might not be as lopsided i hope it i hope it's lopsided but i don't expect for it to be as is skewed in I our definitely favor, expect Miami to have a better year overall. So I think this will be a much more, a much better test of, of the new, the new lineup, the new players, see if they yep. can execute against, I guess who we expect will be fairly high level competition this year. Yeah. We don't have a lot of information to go off of with, with Miami since only one match has happened for them. They won their yep. one match and they were a playoff team last year. So I expect for it to be them to be good yep. <laughs> for them to be solid. You want to shift gears? You want to talk about uh about the gals and lavender? I got finally got some games going up. I think it's debatable whether these count as real games <laughs> or not. I think no one has really figured out how the Challenge Cup really fits in to the overall. Like, do we care about it? Do we not care about it? But I'm just happy to get to see the team. <laughs> and I think that's why we care about. It. We care about because yeah. we get the team back in action. Who cares? Is about it the preseason? Content? Is it not preseason? Yeah, yeah. it feels like it's kind of in like the. I feel like it's got a foot in each. Like it is a real competition It winning. It does mean something, but it is also kind of preseason. Yeah. But the important thing is we get to see the team and that's why everybody's see excited. Team. Season ticket members, excited. I think get tickets to the first game. Uh, at least. I don't remember how it works out. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. Some of you have I, to pay for. I seem to remember uh, they are, they are included in your season ticket with your season tickets for the first game. And then I think you have to, pay for the rest of them if i remember correctly something goofy like that but first matchup is against kansas city who is a much different team than when we when we faced them early last year two team both teams are going to be much different than last year so it's an interesting lineup just seeing what each of these teams is going to look like this season because a lot of big changes on both sides from last year yeah i Honestly, don't think I have any idea of what's going to uh, what's going to happen there. What that's going that's going to look like. They both have gotten a lot better on paper. Yeah. We don't really Although know I what. To... Some key pieces are missing for Kansas City, so I don't I don't think we'll be seeing the full Kansas City quite yet. I think Mewis is out. 
if I remember correctly. I think she has a knock. You're probably right. Yeah, I, th- I believe I believe Sam Mewis. I mean, don't don't quote me. Becky Becky will know, but Sam, <laughs> just tweet at Sam Becky. Mewis ask her. Expected yeah. to be out for the game. Yeah. She's got yeah some injury t- trouble. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe might not get to see full new look Kansas City quite yet, but. But it's um, we're gonna get a Friday night light action with uh with racing. I like that. It's uh, I, I yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of like the Sunday day games. I feel like we got a couple times with with racing. Yeah, it's because you don't have a kid. I love the Sunday day games. Oh yeah, I don't have a kid. Sunday yeah. day games are great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll change my tune whenever I have kids. But yeah, um, it's a Friday night match, and so I'm pretty excited about that. And then we'll have a Saturday night little city. When one match. of the fans in the household has a seven thirty bedtime Sunday game, Sunday afternoon games are awesome. Oh yeah, I, I understand that one. But for me, as a single guy, well, without children, I should say. Oh not gosh, <laughs> no. For me, I think as the a, missus who's dragging you all these weddings on weekends might. Yeah, what I meant to say is a is a single guy is an individual without children. I like the uh, I like the night matches, and then it gives me s- Sunday to to rest and recuperate and just hang out. Yeah, Friday games are fun. Get to usher in the weekend the right way. Yeah, and the weather should be better. Not gonna be fantastic. It'll be like forty or something like that, but it'll be better. I think it's yeah. supposed to rain this weekend, but I don't think it's supposed to rain during any of the matches. We'll see what happens with the weather. I don't think it's going to be as bad. It won't, it's not going to be like eighteen degrees, so. No, that's all that matters. And then wait, we Louisville City plays Miami on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. So Friday, Saturday, back to back would be One nice. Two. I think it's like that for the next two weekends. I think that's right. Okay, lots of fun. Wait, I am, I am excited to, um, to see how all the the new pieces integrate for for racing. I think it's going to be. Uh, we mentioned. Like Louisville City swapped out a bunch of players, but still played like their usual self. That I I think we're going to see a completely different style of play from the team this year. So I have I don't really I don't know what to expect coming into this first oh, yeah. game. Same same boot. I'm but I'm eager as all heck to find out and see what that looks like. A racing question: a, a couple of the draft picks have still not I think officially signed I, I, contracts. Are, yeah, I think I think I don't right. know how the league rules are set up for the Challenge Cup. Are are they? Look, man, I'm not going to pretend we... to understand the NWSL. Okay. So, <laughs> so they don't. I guess they don't find understand. Out next week is if those players can play a Challenge Cup games or not. The NWSL doesn't understand the NWSL. <laughs> I, I, I would. I mean, schedule. I, I you know I, I would assume that they're going to be good to play. Otherwise, the team's going to be like shit, 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 shit. We need to sign these players. <laughs> I mean, without those players signed, I believe they do not have the the minimum roster amount. So I, yeah, I, 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 I would, a lot of the players are. I would signed. think if it's required, they would have signed them by now. So I think maybe it's the actual start of the season when that's yeah. when that goes into effect. Who knows? I'm just I'm just gonna assume all is well until I hear otherwise. Yep. So yeah, I have not heard anything about any of those players not signing. I think it's just. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the I, timing. I don't have any reason to believe there's any of that nonsense going on. One other thing I want to bring up: hey, me. the Angel Share program for the uh, for the Coopers. Oh, there we um, go. We do a lot of try to do a lot of charitable work with the Coopers, and um, what our focus is for the month of March is uh, helping St. Baldrick's, which is a organization that helps fund the research of pa- pediatric cancer. One of the members of the uh, Purple Family, Dwayne Villanova. His daughter was had been diagnosed with cancer several years back, and she's all good and in the clear now. But uh, but wanting to help Pay fund this organization, yeah, that to help because there's a lot of kids that aren't as fortunate, and it's a pretty heartbreaking situation. So we're uh, raising some money for that at the uh, Indy tailgate. Dwayne's going to be shaving his head uh, for oh, that's kind of their like their little fundraiser thing. So yeah, they'll make a little fun scene for that. But uh, trying to raise some money for them. I've been tweeting out the links and whatnot, and I'll continue to do so. So if you have it in your heart, please throw a few bucks towards this, uh, this good cause I'm trying to help out. And it kind of, we got a nice tie into the, uh, into the purple family. We don't always have that. So I was 
I was fortunate we were able to find something that was that really ties in and resonates with somebody yeah. as part of that community. That's great. That the shave head does remind me. I guess one last observation from the game that I forgot to mention is me and <laughs> me and Lori did joke that uh, that Ombi subbed out at the seventieth minute so that he could go put on a beanie on the sideline because he was he was the only guy out there playing it. Shaved head, no gloves either, man. Psycho. Put on some gloves. When those like when those bald headed guys get like are, are in the cold weather like that, it's fun. You can like, sometimes you can see, see like, steam, steam coming yeah. off their head. Yeah. Please donate towards the Saint um, Saint Baldrick initiative that we're running. Yeah. And that's my that's my soapbox. Good good soapbox. So, all right, let's uh, let's close this thing out. Um, all right. Please make sure everybody check out all the fine work being done over at the state of Louisville. They have been, uh, been graciously enough hosting our podcast as part of their network. But there's a lot of other great content from all the different sporting endeavors going on in the city. So check out all their work. You, uh, you can check out my website if you're not already familiar, if you've been living under a rock. If you listen to this podcast and didn't know I had a website, vimusrise.com. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at purplesdf. And you can hear me complain about food at the stadium at Zach W. Allen on Twitter. Help pump up Zach's, uh, Zach's Twitter follower account so we get him Give enough. Me enough followers to get a veggie burger at the stadium. Yeah, we need to get him some more pool so uh, so he can have some more impact pre- on Twitter. So the president's no longer following me. I've lost my platform. Yeah, we need him to be able to complain and get what he wants. Yeah. So follow him. All right. That's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm excited the season's back. We actually get to talk about matches instead of saying, boy, I can't wait till the matches are here because they're here. <laughs> it's good times. So. All right. Adios. Vamos. Morados. Bye, y'all. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.